0: I think it goes without saying that not everything mentioned on this podcast should be taken serious. And with that being said, welcome to week 65.
1: I think I know who should be in charge of Kanye's life. Britney Spears' dad.
2: I think doing it that way makes it a little more appetizing. I don't identify as white anymore, so it's, it's perfect.
3: week and a half it's great oh no covid people still get no, COVID. not covid but a cold that just will not freaking go away i don't know
1: oh, i heard that man
3: daughters in the uh, preschool that's the problem <laughs> oh yeah fuck. yeah that'll
1: that'll do it man mine and uh mine and my fiance her name's taylor so hear me mention taylor that's what i'm talking about um our son he's uh. He just turned one last month, so we're not quite there yet, but um, I'm sure when he does, we'll all stay sick.
3: Yeah, I had so many people tell me when preschool or we never did daycare because of COVID, but preschool or anything like that starts, you're going to be sick all the time. And I was like, nah, that's not happening. And then (laughs) she's been in preschool for like a month, a little over a month and we've had two bad colds already. Yeah, I mean, kids get
2: all kind of shit. Yeah, sucks. Just travel like me. <laughs> yeah, run away right? from it. <laughs> <laughs> Although I see some gross ass people in like airports and shit. It's like, uh, uh. dude,
1: if I could run away from my problems all the time, I probably would. I won't yeah.
0: bullshit so, you.
2: Yeah, I'd run away from. Speaking of all the time.
1: No, oh, dude, that's the best thing to do. Unless you're Kanye West, I know he's just kind of welcoming it. Uh, speaking of Kanye West, I think I got a solution for that. I think I know who should be in charge of Kanye's life. Britney Spears dad. <laughs>
2: Yeah. He Just a thought. His, head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> his head's already shaved, neither here nor there. But uh, now speaking of airports, so I went to Tampa and St. Pete a couple weeks ago, visited a good buddy of mine um, that I grew up with. You know, we went to high school, played played sports together and all that shit. And, uh, <laughs> on the way back, so this is in Tampa's airport, there's one guy. I mean, he's hammered to the point. He can hardly get through security. It's Florida, so, of course, they let him go through Um the only thing they told him was, hey, man, you know, if the airline employees see you like that, they're probably not going to let you fly, which to me is crazy. I mean, dude, like he couldn't speak. He could hardly walk. I mean, he was unstable, all kinds of shit. I'm thinking, all right, I don't know about this dude flying, but I guess we'll see where it goes.
2: Did he make it? Probably, <laughs> I don't know. I went on the flight. I have no oh, idea. But- I, I thought, like... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, and they let him on, or he killed well, I mean, everyone. Well, he made wasn't it through sure.
1: security. It, t- it took him uh, like, probably 20 minutes. He was a man okay. hold up, but All right,
2: there's always I, interesting shit going on in Air Force. I, can I get an intro?
0: Yeah, I got I got one for you. You guys ready? Okay. Yeah. Welcome to week 65 of Deaf Dialogue. My name is Davi, Joined us always by NBA superstar Wes V.A. and channel 69's very own meteorologist, Quiet, gay. This week we are joined by Navy Specialist Unit 42 Paratrooper, fitness model, influencer Kevin Nye, the Scientology guy. Um, Appreciate it.
1: Appreciate it, boys.
0: Kyle, Wes, Kevin, and I. Kevin met. Kevin and I met. Sorry, <clears throat> on white Christians only. It was one night. I was lonely and. <laughs> He hit me up, and it—it's been a partnership ever since. Kyle, how do you oh, I feel about it.
1: that? Love it. Thanks for uh, thanks for telling the truth.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> your entire intro was garbled mess, and I don't know who Kevin is
2: still. They met and scissored on farmers only. <laughs> farmers <Exactly. laughs> only. Hey, look, I'm
1: just saying. That is an accurate advertisement. You don't have to be lonely on farmers' only you don't come Backs. So shout out to that for bringing uh, Dave and I together.
0: Kevin, who are you, man? Where did you come from? What are you about?
1: Oh, man, Just a normal guy like you three. except for Kyle, I've heard some things. And I'm sure all 16 people listening to this have to. So, uh, yeah, man, I was born and raised in a little town outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. It's called Fuquay Varina. So, yeah, not not too many people have heard of it, but like I said, it's right outside of Raleigh. Um, yeah, I was in the military for four years, got out, moved down to Charleston, got a couple degrees, and yeah, I'm just working now. That's about it.
3: You'll be amazed. I know where Fuquay Varina is because I lived in Holly Springs for like five years.
1: There you go, man. Yep. It's right next to it. That's right so you're next to it, man. In oh.
3: Charleston now.
1: Yeah. I mean, right outside of a goose creek.
3: Gotcha. The creek.
1: The creek, baby. Creek rising.
0: Kevin actually hit me up a couple weeks ago. He sent me a quote that all of us, I think, have already heard. We've talked about where the quote came from on previous episodes. And the quote reads, I know that it's going to be okay in the end, and if it's not okay, it's not the end. And then he called me a couple days later and said, wow, your podcast sucks, but to make it better, (laughs) you should invite me on. And here we are. We're being forced to have Kevin on our newest episode.
1: Yeah man, I just bullied my way into it. Definitely weren't my words. They were quite the opposite. But uh yeah, no, man. What what was that? Real ones with John Bernthal, Shia LaBeouf.
0: hmm mm-hmm. And yeah,
1: honestly, probably my favorite uh probably my favorite episode of any podcast that I've ever listened to so far, man. You know. Um mainly, I mean, I, I think it shows a couple of things. Uh one, it's incredibly difficult, you know, to I, I don't give a shit if you're standing up in front of one person or sitting with them. And amid all your character flaws and defects and, and things that you failed at and whatnot. Two, you know, I think it really portrays uh, our greatest um kind of asset as human beings, man, and that's resiliency. You know, the ability to bounce back and kind of get the ship steered back in the right direction when things, you know, aren't going well or we fuck them up personally or whatever it may be. So yeah, man, that's uh that's by far my favorite quote. It means a lot to me.
2: Um so, yeah. yeah, that was that was a good one. Um what kind of i feel like there's a story what's uh what do you need to get off your chest kevin (laughs) yeah man
1: um it still kind of blows my mind that that quote is from the dude that played even stevens great show growing up shout out (laughs) and holes Um, and yeah yeah lewis stevens in trouble and you know middle school and and here he is fucking it up as an adult just like the rest of us um so, yeah, I mean, th- there's kind of a story to it, you know, obviously, but yeah, I mean, there's, so kind of what I learned from it, you know, with, with what I've went through and I'll get into that and in, here in a second, um, you know, is that, I mean, there's a couple of things, you know, it's okay to not be okay. You know, I mean, I feel like there's a big stigma, you know, when 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 people talk about their issues or whatever it may be. And yeah, man, just being resilient, not giving up. So, I mean, for me personally, you know, like I said, I was in the military. Uh joined when I was like 21, maybe 22. I was in the army specifically. Um, I married my, her- my high school sweetheart. You know, we were together. I was like 15. Um, and then we got married. I think I was 21 or 22, you know, so young. Dumb mistake. Don't, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend getting married too young to anybody. But um, yeah, I mean, that ended, it ended poorly, you know, and it just kind of, um, it really just shook me to my core for lack of a better term, man. I mean, you know, it's not easy to eventually have to admit to yourself, like, Hey, obviously I can't play the blame game, you know, just push all this aside onto one person, dude. It took me probably three or four years of living uh, in hell, man, honestly, um, to admit that to myself, like, look, man, you fucked it up too. And that's all right. You know, I think, um, you know, what we should focus on not to beat the dead horse, is, yeah, man, being resilient, being able to bounce back and say, hey, you know, like I did mess up, but instead of calling it a mistake, you know, it's a learning experience. I you know, it sounds really cliche, but I feel like cliches are cliches because they're overstated mainly because they work, you know? So that's kind of my story behind it uh, a little bit. I, I'm not going to get into too many of the details. we we'll be here too long, but... Um, Kevin, yeah, man, how, so,
0: how many people around you were also going through the same situation that you were going through i i sold cars in charleston before i went to msc and i met a really? lot of navy kids who were they had joined the military and they were just like instantly getting married you know jumping right into that obviously they were super young just curious on like how many of your peers around you were Doing the exact same thing that maybe were just, you know, even though you didn't serve for a, a too long of a time, but maybe took the same path that you were, you were, were you influenced by any of them to make that decision? Or was it truly like between you and her as a couple?
1: Yeah, no, man, I wasn't too influenced by, honestly, I didn't know anybody. Um really that was in the military except for my buddy uh kenny the dude that lives in tampa that i went and saw but he was a marine so it's a little different uh no man that was just something that was between her and i you know we we have been together for a long time and you know i wanted her to come with me she wanted to come as well you know so we figured uh figured it was a good idea i mean it worked and it didn't you know it, it was kind of like the epitome of a toxic relationship Not, nothing like physical or anything like that you know but just kind of two people you know that obviously, yeah beat me a lot um but no man you know it was just kind of that classic like two people that loved and cared about each other but they were just you know just hadn't quite grown up yet kind of at two different points in their life um i know it's a lot more common than people think you know you'll never see two people in a relationship that that learn and grow at the same pace at the same time it's always work you know and i feel like that's something i didn't know uh five years ago um You know, but when all of this was kind of unraveling, you know, so good learning experience. I mean,
2: I wouldn't want to do it again, but, (laughs) you know, I'm
1: kind of happy it happened because it uh, made me who I am, really.
2: So. Yeah, Kevin, I I saw it a lot in the military, especially in the, the early years, like people either wanted to have their high school sweetheart go with them. So they had to get married. So the military would foot the bill and they could live together. Or they met while we were in training, wanted to live together and get out of the dorms. So they got married and it happened so much. Yeah. I was was at one
0: of those weddings where a friend of ours that L'Oreal used to work with, she got married to a young, um, I forget what branch he was in, but they got married super young. They were married for like six weeks. And then, was yeah, yeah, that's cool. You do learn, unfortunately. I mean, going through a, a difficult relationship is no fun, but you do learn a lot once you get out of it and you experience a much better relationship, somebody that you feel like you're supposed to be with. It's a world of difference,
2: and you're probably bringing no, more to relationship. More. Like you've having gone through that, you've you've probably grown and know more of what to do, what not to do. I think I've never done it, but I would imagine you go into the next relationship uh, more equipped to be in one. I'd like to think so.
1: I mean. You know, to me, I I, I feel like people are too, they're afraid to fail, which to me makes no sense. If anything, you should welcome failure because all failure does, it breeds um, improvement and ultimately leads you to to success. And that's another thing. You know, people don't know how to define success. They always want to put, you know, a dollar amount on it. At the end of the day, that's not what it is. You know, success can be anything you want it to be. Um, So, yeah, man, I, I think there's a big misconception when it comes to failing and Making mistakes, fucking up, uh, going through hard times, you know, it just really makes you who you are, shows you what you're made of at the end of the day.
2: Yeah. I just hope it becomes normal to admit that. I feel like (laughs) it'll be be as normal as people want it to be, you know, that's that's what I mean. I Um, just hope people like, and I, I guess it's hard now with social media, but I would imagine even our parents' generation didn't talk much about their failures and their shortcomings. Um there's something something liberating about it like you don't have to pretend that you are something that you're not um, and like you said the more the more times you fail the more you get used to admitting it uh, you realize that you can bounce back even faster
3: yeah I think hundred percent that like goes into everything in life like I mean even at work I mean I talking to mentoring you know Younger coworkers and stuff, and like, I mean, in design work, like you can't get anywhere unless you get out the shit on the paper first, and yeah. then, <laughs> then you figure it out, and you go from there. Like, because you'll just be—it's like writer's block. You'll just be stuck sitting there forever if you don't just do the crappy thing, and then and then move on. I don't—I mean, not quite the same thing, but
2: perfection. Same like, idea.
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh, show uh speaking of john Berthol and his show cuz we all are liking his show a lot he has a new episode this week with the uh the guy running for governor in maryland who's a a vet um i think he grew up like in baltimore and new york uh, i haven't finished the episode but very interesting guy um definitely worth a listen uh, has, is, that,
2: is that where he's from like he seems to be tied or a drawn He's key. from DC.
3: Okay. Um but he did a TV show um with HBO um about the Baltimore police. Yeah, yeah. Um and all that happened, you know, over the past few years. Um and so I think cuz of that he's like kind of really involved with the city now and yeah is not I guess yeah, you know, talking to a lot of people around around Maryland.
2: I thought you were going to say uh, the guy running for, and then say Herschel Walker, and I got excited. <laughs> I was kind of leaning that <laughs> so would be too. a good episode. I was like, "Here well. we go, here yeah. we fucking go." <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good one. Um, I never would
1: have thought that John Bernthal would have been, you know, some of the characters on the screen or whatever. So, yeah, and he's not. Yeah, I mean, hell of a dude. He's not.
2: I I love him. I mean, we, my wife and I, first found him in Walking Dead. She had a yeah. huge lady bona for him, but then like uh, he was in—he uh, was the Punisher, which was fucking rad. Um, <laughs> but like he's not super articulate or eloquent, like when he speaks. But there's something endearing and like authentic about that. That I really enjoy his interviews.
3: Yeah, he did a an interview last week with um, Lena Dunham, who made Girls. Yeah yeah and and that like they're like really good friends and that like speaks to exactly what you're just saying of like he has this perception like everyone perceives him this way because of his characters but like he's way more a lot more going on and they talk a lot about that in that episode yeah
2: that's interesting i like it kevin yeah, Dave? what i'm not Dave?
0: interesting enough I
2: don't know. <laughs> no <laughs> i'm quiet, definitely so. not articulate i made amazed funny yeah. because it was quiet yeah so.
0: um Going back to Kevin, do you have any secrets or do you know any secrets that you'd be willing to tell? doesn't necessarily have to be your own.
1: I mean, I don't know how much of a secret it is. You know, I guess it's just something about me um, that I learned to, you know, kind of piggyback on what I was talking about earlier. It's really easy for me to overindulge, like kind of in anything, dude. You know, so like when I was going through that rough time, it was easy for me to kind of indulge or overindulge in the misery, and, you know, drink too much. And, uh, you know, j- just just really focus on the negative shit in life. Um, you know, it's it's really easy for me to to overdo it, running and, and lifting and snacking at 10 p.m. Dude, that's my worst one. So, yeah, not, I mean, not much of a secret, but uh, yeah, that's just a little fact fact about me. So, something I got to keep myself honest with is just kind of kind of overdoing things. that's a a good share
0: on the flip side of that do you have anything that you want people to know about you
1: uh yeah man um i think mainly is that i won't quit it really doesn't matter what it is um if i'm gonna do something I'm, i'm gonna do it to what i like to think is my best uh my best ability you know um yeah, fa- not failure. Uh quitting for me and giving up is, is just not an option. I, I feel like that's such a societal norm. You know, like people are just they're addicted to that instantaneous gratification. You know, they, they know what they want, but they want the results now. They don't want to put the fucking time and effort into it. You know, they don't want to put the blood, sweat, and tears into it. They just want it now, and if it's not easy enough, then they'll just say, Oh, that's not for me, and they'll give up. And I think it's bullshit.
0: Yeah, that would be me. <laughs>
1: For that push-up challenge, huh?
0: Yeah, a month is way too long.
1: It's <laughs> a long time.
3: <laughs> have you? Uh, I'm gonna talk about this damn show that I talk about all the time on here. Uh, have you seen Ted Lasso?
1: Yeah, I love it. I love right, it. Yeah, yeah.
3: That's like yeah, not quitting is a running theme for for Ted and throughout the show. Um, and I just kind of thought of that as you're talking about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I think about that quite that much. Like, I don't think I quit things, but I also not conscious of it, I guess. I don't know. That's a good point.
0: That's a
1: real good
3: point. I probably do quit things, though. <laughs> yeah, but...
1: I mean, we all do. You notice at it? At some <laughs> <Yeah.
3: point. laughs> I guess. Kyle, have you seen
0: um, Rexham? FC
3: on Hulu. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that if you've watched it at all. I haven't seen all the episodes yet, but yeah, it's pretty entertaining.
0: I haven't watched it all the way through either, but it is really entertaining. Shout out to Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney. I think that's how you say it. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah, it's a show, Wes, I know you're not familiar with television, but it's a show where those two buy a professional soccer team, But the team is in, like, one of the lowest leagues. And they were in almost the Premier League. But they, uh, anyway, they they bought this team and they're trying to rebuild it. And it's just a documentary of the journey so far.
2: Is... Are there care like, is Ryan Reynolds and uh, the other dude, are they European? Or do they...
3: No, they're American. No, it's, it's it's not like It's a documentary. It's, 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 it's a, a documentary. Docu- it's yeah, yeah they, documentary. they really bought the team. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, it happened in real life. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what What do they know about football?
0: Nothing. That's the funny
2: they part don't. about it. <laughs> so how are they going to rebuild it? <laughs> they have, like, people they around them. They Lasso, man. Okay.
3: They believe yeah, they, and but, believe, dude. And, and the guy they hired that <laughs> chose to run the team is just... Uh, Ryan Reynolds, like writer, like head writer.
2: He, he like also doesn't he happens doesn't know to know British anything about soccer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. he's British. Yeah, he'll, he'll probably pull it off.
3: Yeah, yeah. But they've funny. been pouring lots of money into the team. Uh, so yeah, it'll be yeah. interesting to see what happens.
0: It cost him like a hundred thousand dollars to demolish the field. Yeah. Yeah. And then it cost them $200,000 to replace it so they could have cool. a brand new field to, to play on.
2: With, with like attention being like a currency now, if the show does well, I could see them pulling good players
3: for yeah. attention
2: yeah. so that they can have spot. You know what I mean? Like they could maybe pull this off by getting talent as long as they could rally that. That's kind of, fun. that's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me know how it goes.
0: The first season they or I don't even know if I've made it through the first like season of the uh league, but they they bought the team near the end of one season and they lost like half of the players, the coach, everybody left, right? Their contracts were up, so they were gonna bring in new people. And they brought in like a, a new manager and this player that had The most goals in another in a higher league. They brought both of them in, and like they still sucked. (laughs) They were still just completely awful. I think they were in like twelfth place or something. Yeah. And everyone,
3: Uh, the entire team hates the the guy they brought in (laughs) to score all the goals because he's getting paid like three times, four times as much as they are. Yeah, they're making like forty grand. Uh, and he's making like 2 million. Like, yeah, like it's, a, it's a huge <laughs>
2: difference.
0: <laughs> they like spent oh, their I'm entire sure. budget on this one dude and they still still can't score. Yeah. It's it's pretty good so far.
1: Okay. <laughs> Sounds like Listen, a real life Ted Lasso, man.
0: It's exactly like that. Yeah. Um Kevin, you're you're um uh, you're one of these people. Do you think fate exists?
2: Oh man,
1: I do and I don't, I guess. Just depends. You know, I, I certainly think um, you know, we kinda end up where we need to be. Just like the quote says, really. Uh you know, if it's not okay, it's not the end, but I I, I guess more on like a macro level, you know? Like I don't think fate, you know, like Gas prices are dropping. I, I don't think that's fate. You
0: know, so it makes sense. I would not consider that fate. Definitely not. I'm speaking more on like talent, I guess, fate compared to a talent. Sometimes I feel like some people are born more talented at a specific skill, and some people are persistent. So they may reach the same level. But one person more than likely dedicated more time and energy to being there, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, that makes more sense. Yeah, I'm one of those people. I'm not natural like naturally talented or anything. You know, I'm something like I'm somebody I've gotta I gotta put put the time and the effort in and just repetition, repetition, repetition. I know plenty of people that can, you know, I don't know, not play golf for two years and pick up a club and, you know, stripe it. You know, play well, and I'm the complete opposite. So it's pretty fucking annoying to know people like that, but good for them.
0: (coughs) So, Dave, (coughs) that's how Kyle was growing up.
2: (laughs) Fuck you. That's how you were.
0: (laughs) Everything that we did, Kyle was just that much better at. And it was so fucking irritating. And you're just
3: lying through your teeth, but okay.
1: You need that, though, man. You know, you need someone to chase, someone to look up to. You should always have some sort of goal. Kind of, I wouldn't look up to me. Small, it is.
0: Kyle, don't look up to me, Kyle. <laughs> Ooh, I got I got something here for you, Kyle. What hard truths do you prefer to ignore? Why are
3: you asking me this question? <laughs> I pass. This question I prefer to ignore. That is like way too tough of a question to just answer like that. Is on the
0: fly? Come on, Kyle. You got this.
3: Someone else go and I'll
2: follow behind. It's the mirror. The mirror. Yeah, man, it's <laughs> tough, man. What, what the fuck is- I know exactly what I should be doing but the- uh too tired and old i have been working out this week in my hotel room but but yeah uh i'm trying to figure out a way to live healthily on the road struggling um but yeah looking in the mirror knowing what it used to be that's a that's a hard truth
0: yeah for sure
2: yeah wedding.
3: this damn fucking cat i'm gonna put it down (laughs) genus butthole here we go uh, yeah. Looking at our an- anniversaries yesterday, and looking at pictures of us from our wedding or whatever, almost ten years ago, and it's just <laughs> I'm just growing in the wrong direction.
0: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Not being able to to run, and then taking that for granted, like and not doing, not exercising consistently. And then all of a sudden I have both my knees again. And now I'm trying to like make up for those 10 years. And then I don't know, like I can work out for, for, you know, two hours every day or whatever, but dieting to me is the hardest fucking thing. Just eating Properly and eating the right sized portions, watching your calorie intake, drinking enough water. I don't know. It is definitely challenging. I went for a run last week, last Saturday. um, And I was only doing like short bursts. So I was only running for like 20 minutes at a time, really slow in the driveway but on saturday i was like i'm gonna go i'm gonna go for a run and i went uh i forget what the distance was it wasn't very far and i was super slow i I took off and i felt great and i had my headphones on i made it through like three songs you know songs are like three minutes each i was like all right it's been like nine minutes or so I got to be a mile into this race and I look at my watch and I'm half a mile in and it's been like, (laughs) it's been like nine minutes. I'm like, oh my gosh. And like Kevin runs all the time and he's like, I I just did five miles in like a three minute pace. And I'm like, I am so slow.
2: And I was never like a fast
0: runner to begin with, but like seven minutes and I made it half a mile. This shit is nuts. <laughs> but like <laughs> to me, I'm I'm like sweating my ass off. You also and, haven't
3: run in how long? I know. Like, that's come what on. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm like you can't game. be too yeah. hard on yourself.
0: It was crazy. Anyway, so like I, you know, I continued on and of course I'm like super winded from being out of shape and uh like that was Saturday. It's Thursday now and both my knees, my left knee, the bad knee specifically, dealing with a little swelling right now, stiffness, soreness. Like I haven't worked out at all this week since then. Definitely met my threshold with that run. So once the swelling goes down and I can pick it back up, I'm just gonna take it nice and slow, do like 20 minutes at a time every other day or something like that but yeah that that's my hard truth is just being healthier and understanding that i'm not 16 anymore where i could run and jump
3: speaking of just like running for a second and like feeling it immediately i mean to be fair i have been sick but this past weekend um kelsey's sister was here and luna was running after them and i was kind of jogging behind her to keep up and then they kind of were running a little bit farther ahead kind of pulling away and so i picked her up and i was like we're gonna pass them and so i just took off and ran and it was too much maybe maybe like two tenths of a mile or something i ran i felt it the rest of the fucking day but Sick, and I did like actually sprint. Like it's not like I was just running. Like I like blew by them with a forty-year-old, forty-year-old, almost forty-pound uh forty-year-old uh, daughter pounds. in your <laughs> arms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now that would be impressive.
1: <laughs> yeah, how that math work?
3: Um, no, Dave, you should uh, you should probably just stick to riding your bike and get your cardio in that way. It's Low different, impact. It's so much I different. know, I mean, but you don't want the impact on your knee. I agree. And like,
0: I tried running when I was in physical therapy. I tried multiple times. And like each time, I'm talking for very short periods, like one to two minutes at a time, my knee would just explode, be super swollen, really stiff, really painful. It sucked. And then all of a sudden, a couple of weeks ago, I felt fine and i was doing like lunges and squats in the driveway and i started running and i felt i felt great and then afterwards i didn't have any of that swelling so i was like all right i think i can run for so long a certain time period and i just overcompensated but it is super hard on your knees but it's a different like I don't know, man. It's a different workout. When I ride my bike, I can ride. Let's say I ride 15 miles, and it's not fast or anything, but it's definitely not the same.
3: Well, you definitely can get a more of a workout with a run in a much shorter amount of time than riding a bike. That's for sure. Yeah,
0: and like I if rode you get more with, of a mental workout. Yeah,
3: I rode with
0: Kevin a, a couple times when I was in Charleston, and. He's like, Oh, I've never ridden a bike before. And then would pump like thirty miles in an hour uphill both ways on the Ravenel and be like, Oh, I'm not even sweating.
3: Yeah, and a whole like 150 feet of elevation on that 30 miles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love a looking lot. at your old Strava when you all ride bikes. <laughs> I look at I, your I, I ride like I ride like seven <laughs> miles or something, like a quick ride, and i do a thousand feet. And I'm like it's like yeah. actually a tough ride in that short amount of time. And then, yeah, there's watching you all out on the coast and it's like five there's
0: <laughs> trails here. I mean, they're not anything compared to like what you and Logan experience, but like there's more of a hill here than there was in Charleston. And I'm going up. I'm struggling. And I'm like, how in the fuck does Kyle make it up this with a 40-year-old strapped to his chest. Like, it's fucking crazy. (laughs) How do you have your bike tuned to make it up this damn hill? It's crazy. And then I'm like, what would David Goggins think? What would he think, Kyle? Not a clue. Me neither. (laughs) Kevin, do you have any pet peeves?
1: Uh, yeah, man, I do. Uh, I kind of touched on them earlier, but um, white people. Yeah, a hundred percent white people. I just can't can't deal with them. I don't identify as white anymore, so that's that's perfect. It's twenty twenty two for you. No, man. Um, mainly complaining, like people complaining when they won't, you know, do what's necessary to solve the problem, you know, or, or find out what the real issue is. Um, so that's probably one of them. You know, another one ran into this in the military all the time. The whole do as I say, not as I do. So I guess, uh, hypocrisy really can't stand that uh, either. And then I guess my third, I'll give you three is, you know, the people that kind of like they want respect, but they're not willing to give it to other people.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. That's a really
3: good one. Yeah, it's common. Um, I feel like I just, probably this is just telling you all i watch too much tv but everything (laughs) that we talk about i like think about something i just watched uh but watching drive to survive the f1 documentary uh, i have kelsey watching it because she's like super into f1 now which is really exciting and uh watching um the lawrence stroll guy the canadian like billionaire owner um and we were talking about like last night or the night before and I've been around some people, you know, some people like that in my life that are have that much money and that much like so called respect. And they walk in a room and they act like they don't have time for anyone in that room and they don't give a shit about anyone in that room. And I'm and I, yeah, that shit drives me nuts. Like, how can you, like, sure, you've done a lot to get your money, maybe, I don't know, but you need to be a little more generous with your time and your, Respect for others. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's a good one, man. I feel like that's one thing that was kind. I don't know that it was drilled into our our heads when we were younger, but it was definitely told to us that like treat people the way that you want to be treated. But you know, the older you get, like no one gives a shit about you. People are super selfish. They only care, especially like driving or whatever. They're just like they don't give two shits about you. As long as they're okay, it's okay. And that kind of drives me nuts because I try to, I try to be selfless and like let others profit. And then, like when when it doesn't happen to me, I'm I kind of take it like, well, damn, like I'll just go fuck myself then because I was trying to be the, the nicer person but I definitely didn't receive that on the other side. That kind of drives me nuts.
2: Yeah, I've learned not to expect myself and others. That's also why I don't go out because it drives me crazy. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's I love people. That's the problem is I I want okay. to believe that people are that way and are, no, you know that, that same and they are not dude. <laughs> no.
2: but that makes it like like coming to terms with that when you do run into a real one you're like they're easy to spot
3: oh yeah
2: for
0: sure kyle have you seen
3: the Dahmer series uh i think i'm in the second episode of it i haven't gotten very far oh uh, i decided uh, to re-watch the Sopranos. that's what i've been Oh wow. Doing this in my spare time lately.
2: So sure.
0: Kevin, do you have any uh dark humor jokes? Oh
1: my god. Uh yeah, you know, maybe a couple. I had a question, have you guys ever been in an Ariana Grande concert? No. no. I heard it's a blast.
2: Aha. It's <laughs> good. More of a dad joke, but it's good. You see, Kyle, there was an explosion at one of her concerts. Lost.
3: there we go okay that one was up here and i was trying to remember what the hell had happened <laughs> i was bringing it back for you thanks Ugh. okay forgot about that <laughs> they asked me what dad jokes i have a couple weeks ago and i just I, that's not me i don't have the dad jokes i don't think in that
2: way i guess i think it's because my dad yeah, was yeah. never around so i never got to hear any
0: and Now you know so many. Well, <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, mm. that was good.
0: Felt good. Uh, we we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago about how your dad kind of trained you to always know where you're at, which direction you're headed, like while you're driving or while you're out public and certain cues like that. And it made me think uh, that L'Oreal, she's pretty mad because. I have no sense of direction. So one night I decided to pack my bags and I write. Let me see.
2: (laughs) That's thumbs down.
0: Oh, come on, man.
2: Tough crowd.
1: (laughs) Dave, did you finish uh, the Dahmer series?
0: Yes, I did. I did, in fact.
3: Hey, no spoilers, guys.
1: I mean, we all know what happened. (laughs) I'm kidding.
3: God damn it.
2: (laughs) There's his dad joke. There you
0: go. Kyle with the zinger. Yeah, it's... uh, I mean, yeah, we all know what happened. I think they did an excellent job with filming. I I thought the actors and actresses were phenomenal. And it's definitely a series that was a little challenging to get through because of how accurate it it was. It's not necessarily the most like gruesome or gory show that I've ever watched, but it was the fact that like what they do show and how they go about it, the fact that it like happened in real life and you can't help but think that way, and the fact that he was getting away with it for as long as he did is just—it's uh its crazy. I'm hungry? It's fucking crazy. Did you say uh, it makes
3: you real hungry? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: okay. You was too.
3: The more, the more you learn about Wes. <laughs>
2: Jeez. I've seen, I
3: I've
0: seen Wes eat really
3: a liver before. That I've seen I have, it. I
2: think.
0: Of
1: the human kind? Probably not. Um, I, I guess for me the the toughest thing and like also the most fascinating thing about about that Dahmer series is just like I mean that show essentially like takes you into the mind of of a psychopath, you know, someone that has zero regard for for human life and, and consequences of of actions and who is incredibly out of touch with reality. Um so yeah, uh Dave, I agree with you um in the sense that that was tough to get through, man. That shit was creepy. Um it's I mean it it's just kind of terrifying to think about like dude, there are people out there like that, you know. This dude would so not man. only like abduct people and kill them, he would fucking eat them as well. That is I mean, holy shit.
0: Yeah, I went I went back and watched some of the interviews and they have side-by-side comparisons and they have like what was accurate in the show compared to what really happened in real life. And it's very alarming to how accurate the show is. And I'm sure the families of the victims are fed up and tired of (laughs) seeing this shit. (laughs) Like fed up. (laughs) Yeah. You like that?
2: Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> damn i just got that uh, Kyle Dorman, you know, i don't think they're hungry for more
1: <laughs> i do not no. i think there's a starving i also don't attention. think damn i was about to go there i was about to go there You're i welcome. guess that proves there's a, there's nothing to do in wisconsin you just get bored <laughs> start killing people eating them that's your thursday night folks
3: Right. What do you think about them even just even making the show? Like I was thinking about that while I watched the first episode. I'm like, not, I mean, if someone's a psychopath, they're already a psychopath. I don't think this is going to convince anyone that they should go out and do this, but like, is it necessary to make this show? Like I, I
1: I guess (laughs) my question would be why now, you know? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: That shit sells.
3: It sells. And the one thing I was thinking of why now is that Netflix. I mean, they canceled it, but did that Mind Hunter?
1: I know. And- I oh, hate shit. they cancel that. That was so good. Yeah, yeah that, was really that. Good. that was really good. And I'm just wondering show. if that
3: like stemmed ideas on for other shows. Maybe it came from there. I don't know. But, yeah, but
2: they, have, be, like, now, they, have, they have like they have they have multiple
0: Dahmer series though. This is an, 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 or movies yeah. or whatever. This isn't like the only one.
2: But they, I think yeah, they, they got, got like they, they could make it confessions yeah. or whatever too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They definitely were like, Hey, we're gonna do this and we're gonna do it like to the fucking max. At least yeah. in my opinion.
2: It kind of did that with Mindhunter too, with like they made the people they were interviewing that was crazy, appear dude. and act like Shit, was- the actual folks. So maybe you're right. Maybe they're like, Oh, we should do like a whole thing on this. Yeah, they did yeah, so. Yeah, I like good the concept
3: of Mindhunter more though, because you're in the I don't know. That perspective It seemed yeah. way more interesting to me than being creeped out by the psychopath I, I mean
0: it, I the, this Dahmer series though Kyle again not to spoil it or anything but you're not necessarily viewing it from his perspective They, it's a lot of focus on the victims it's not just like yeah, okay. this is what Dahmer did on this Wednesday or whatever it, obviously he's the main character but it's there's a lot of focus
2: on the victims and their families
3: yeah Yeah, I'll finish it. I just, yeah. I haven't gotten back to it.
2: I think doing it that way makes it a little more appetizing. (laughs)
3: Ew. Here I am thinking you're actually going to say something, you know.
2: I can't. (sighs) (sighs) Oh, Oh, shit. shit. Sorry, sorry.
0: Uh, Don't apologize. Don't apologize. Kevin, we do a little segment on our show where we like to give shout outs to people that we think deserve a little more attention. Do you have anybody in your life that's kind of rocking your socks right now? That's blowing your mind.
2: Um,
1: yeah, man, probably Taylor, to be honest with you.
0: You, you know, know, I don't um, like that you took that long to say
2: her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, hey man it is what it is but uh yeah i'd probably say taylor man i mean is anyone else that has kids you know they'll be the first one to tell you that um god damn it's not easy it's uh by far the most challenging and most rewarding thing um that i've ever experienced so uh our son his name's noah he was uh he was like a month and a half premature you know so he had a really underdeveloped stomach which obviously led to a lot of issues sleepless nights and you know just a lot of discomfort um disintent you know on his part um and i know for a fact there's no way i could have got through that without her man. um you know so to me what we did there um which is something else i think is kind of understated in society and underappreciated you know it just worked as a team you know when i couldn't take any more she would jump in and vice versa you know so kind of kind of feeding off each other and yeah man helping each other out so yeah i'd say taylor out
0: there that's cool you will have to tell her that you give her a shout out because i'm sure she's not going to listen to this episode you, she probably won't that was, that <laughs> was nice of you <laughs> 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 kyle this is kyle's favorite segment kyle who, who do you want to give a shout out to <laughs> the kid that got you sick
3: <laughs> probably actually i mean we haven't done this in a while And so, I mean, I feel like she's my usual answer, but I mean, she's constantly impressing me growing, watching her thrive in preschool and all of that, especially not being around uh, kids really much of her life up until now. So it's cool to, I mean, she's like definitely grown in the past month and a half, like talking better, um, start, she's been telling us more about her friends at school and stuff like that lately, which she did not do for like the first month. So it's fun that like actually getting to hear stuff going on in her life. I don't know. It's exciting. And I agree. It's a lot of hard work, but but you're right. It is uh, definitely rewarding. Most fulfilling thing that I've, that I do or have done.
2: Wes. Wes. Do
0: you have anyone?
2: The only people I'm around are the <laughs> ones in this room. <laughs> no. Um, so my second and third oldest, Chris and Anna, they, they got their learner's permit. So last weekend when I was home for a little bit, it took Anna out. She was super nervous, but I think she started to like driving. so that's fucking crazy I now have three kids who can drive
3: old man man. crazy you know that I will never forget the first time I drove on like I mean both the first time I drove with a learners but also I won't forget the first time I drove without anyone else in the car too like that's such an exciting time and I have like some of my nieces and nephews just couldn't Like, they do not want to drive. They don't care. I'm like, I was like, give me a damn car now. Like, give me the hell up. I mean, I guess I also lived 20 minutes away from civilization, but
2: I was just tired of Jackie driving me around in high school.
0: Yeah, I get that. I cannot ride as a passenger.
2: It's embarrassing. How about you, Dave? Who are you going to shout out?
0: I'd like to give a shout out to uh, a good friend of mine. Good, good friend of mine, Jeff Jeffrey Dumb. Uh, now, my shout out probably go to the beautiful young couple, Kyle and Kelso, folks. Congratulations on sixteen years of a uh, wonderful marriage. Yeah, you no marriage a lot. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, I was gonna say. Was it ten? Years? You said ten years, right?
3: <laughs> Nine.
0: Nine. Yeah, that was a that was a cool day, man. That was a that was a cool weekend, actually, because. We got to see you guys get married, see your family. It was a beautiful wedding. Had a lot of fun. Got to see, I don't know, the the venue was really nice on the water. Um, And then the next day we moved to Charleston. It was a pretty cool time of our lives. And, you know, marriage isn't necessarily the easiest thing in the world. Living with someone is more difficult, but staying together in a marriage and especially when you have kids it it you know it's challenging so the fact that you guys have kept a human alive this long and and a dog some could argue that a dog is harder but whatever uh yeah it's a it's a cool accomplishment so congratulations to you guys and i would say my shout out would be to kyle and kelso thanks
3: man yeah
0: you guys have nice skin. It, so.
3: We're keeping a cat alive, too. can't forget about my cat.
0: You're keeping her butthole alive, that's for sure.
2: It's like it's the only fun. reason I like to bring up the cat.
3: Mm, it's a
0: good hole.
2: It's such a millennium. <laughs> Focus on the asshole. <laughs> there are other holes. Come.
0: Avoids any risk.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Kevin, you
0: want to step in here? You have anything to add?
2: Not about cats'
1: buttholes, man. You know, not not really my forte.
2: Sorry to disappoint. Each his own.
0: Yeah, more for Kyle, I guess.
2: There you go, more for Kyle. <laughs> you ever just
1: <laughs> like a
2: balloon? <laughs> just like... Across the dear lord all
0: right that'll do that'll do donkey uh well kevin thanks for wasting your time with us man we definitely appreciate it uh even though you bullied your way onto the show but that's cool i mean we're we're all for it no i mean I appreciate
1: you guys having me uh, i guess i'll leave it with one more thing man i'm kind of kind of into that uh Positivity shit. So I'll leave you with a quote: uh, Appreciate the progress and respect respect the process. So
2: I yeah. like it. Yeah,
0: I'll have to go get that tattooed. On don't my
2: forget! <laughs> don't forget to appreciate what you have while you're chasing what you want. That's a that's a tough one to get. Yeah, I'll explain it when you're older. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Great.
0: Um, Kyle, I wanted to ask you, man. did Did you have? I know you have a lot of free time on your hands. Did you have a chance to make that uh, iPhone wallpaper?
3: Uh, no, no, I haven't done that one yet. Sorry. Do you?
2: Do you need Sopranos, baby? Do you
3: <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you I'm need, on the fucking computer all day long? I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> do you need? Uh I'll I'll send you the address. Are you near Endeavor? Are you near the bike shop? Are they close to your house? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go onto their website and make sure they have in stock one of those
3: water bottles. No, you're not. I'll just go get one.
0: No, no, no. If you can just, you're mail not it fucking to me,
3: paying for the goddamn water bottle. Just I will mail it. I'll send
0: you the, you the. I'll send you
2: the uh, P.O. box.
3: You have a P.O. box.
2: Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer had a P.O. box. <laughs> <laughs> all the oh, all damn. the cool kids are doing. It. Yeah we um, we have a we have a P.O. Please box do mark. not pay
3: for a water bottle. Seriously, <laughs> like I, I get just, a water
0: bottle. I literally just bought one.
3: Like, just you, now. You, endeavor. You didn't. You didn't. I you know, know you didn't.
0: Know. I did. I did. <clears throat> anyway.
2: Okay. okay.
0: Cool. I'll send you the money for the water bottle. Kevin, thanks again <laughs> for joining us. We definitely appreciate your time, dude. Um, I'm sure we'll be talking to you soon. Please tell your friends that you were on this podcast so they can pretend to be interested.
1: <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, fellas
0: Yeah, man, West, Kyle You guys On the flip side Peace.